You're tuned in to the thinking out loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you, featuring author, speaker, and minister. Michael Nimmons. Hi, this is Martin Luther King III, and you're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with radio host Michael Nimmons. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. show and I'm your host author motivational speaker and minister Michael Nimmons and you're tuned in to the show that's giving voice to issues that matter to you want to welcome you to another Tuesday edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show and you're tuned in to a special edition that we're calling Georgia on my mind and definitely Georgia has been on my mind for the past few days and I'm sure those are listening on tonight Georgia has been on your mind as well and we thought we would take time today to talk about the events that have taken place in the state of Georgia surrounding the new voter legislation uh, vote Voter Suppression 2.0 that we're calling it, uh, that surrounding this legislation that was recently signed into law by Governor Brian Kemp and the Republicans in the state of Georgia. So we're going to be talking about that throughout this entire show, talking about the significance of this legislation, the history of this legislation, and what are our next steps? Where do we go from here? I uh, didn't want to sit idly by and uh, just let this go past without saying something about what is going on in the state of Georgia. I truly believe that what happens to one directly happens to us all indirectly. And this is my platform and this is my opportunity to share my thoughts on what I believe is happening in the state of Georgia. And I thank you tonight for tuning in 
to this show. Those are listening for the first time, I am your host, Michael Nemes. This is the Thinking Out Loud radio show and want to welcome you to this brand new edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show throughout the entire month. We have been dedicating it to Women's History Month. We have interviewed uh, the likes of Jamel Hill, journalist, noted journalist and uh, talk show and pod, uh, podcast host of Jamel Hill is Unbothered. Uh, we've interviewed um, Jasmine Gent, saxophonist, sensational saxophonist Jasmine Gent. And on last week, we interviewed news reporter from 21 News in Youngstown, Ohio, my good friend, Sydney Canty. And of course, you can listen to uh, all of these episodes available everywhere you listen to your podcast. And uh, we welcome you to check those out. And um, but we decided tonight to take a detour uh, and devote uh, this particular podcast to the events that have been taking place in the state of Georgia. Again, we're going to spend some time talking about the history of voter suppression as well as what is happening in the state of Georgia. We're calling voter suppression 2.0. And what are our next steps? Where do we go from here? So that is what we're going to be talking about. That's what's on the docket tonight for the Thinking Out Loud radio show. There is a lot happening in the news uh, on yesterday, uh, the start of the uh, George Floyd trial uh, began. Uh, former police officer Derek Chauvin and the murderer of George Floyd uh, began on yesterday. Uh, this this white police officer took the life of George Floyd by kneeling on his neck for eight minutes and some 52 seconds. And um, the uh, prosecution and the defense began uh, their opening statements and uh, discussing the trial and the, and um, the details of the trial began on yesterday. And so we just wanted to express, again, our thoughts and prayers uh, with the family of George Floyd. We'll continue to say his name uh, and as long as as well as those other individuals that have uh, died as a result of police brutality. Brianna Taylor, uh, Philando Castillo, Mike Brown, Eric Garner, Tra- uh, Tavon Mar- Trayvon Martin, uh, Sandra Bland, and the list goes on and on, unfortunately, but we will not forget them. We will continue to say their names and remember their legacies and remember their lives because their lives matter. Black lives matter, and they will continue to matter right here on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Plus, as a part of our historical context for tonight's show, Voter Suppression, we plan to share a powerful, powerful excerpt from Dr. King's famous address given at the end of the third march across the Edmund Pettus Bridge and in front of the Alabama State Capitol on March 25th, 1963, entitled How Long? Not long. This address was a culmination of a series of attempts to cross the Edmund Pettus Bridge in a march for voting rights, which ultimately led to the passage of the Voting Rights Act of 1965. I can't wait to share the powerful excerpt from this famous address at the end of tonight's show. 
rate, review, and subscribe to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Your support helps us to increase our exposure across the world wide web. Remember to stop by our Thinking Out Loud YouTube channel as well. So not only do we have a podcast, we have a YouTube channel, Thinking Out Loud TV, where we're posting exclusive clips from the podcast right on our YouTube channel as well. So do us a favor, guys, and subscribe to the Thinking Out Loud YouTube channel. We're at about 511 or so uh, subscribers, and our goal for the end of the year is to get to 1,000 YouTube channel subscribers. So help us do that, and I know that we will be successful. Thank you so much, guys. And uh, remember again to follow us on our uh, on our social media at TOL Radio Host MSN on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, and you can again follow us on those two social media platforms as well as hit us up on Facebook as well. Um, remember that uh, we're going to be going live on Instagram at 9:30 on tonight, and uh, you'll be able to catch us there. We'll be talking more about. Uh, Georgia on my mind and what again are the implications and the ramifications of this racist and discriminatory legislation that Brian Kemp, the governor of Georgia has recently signed into law and where do we go from here? What are our next steps? So guys, I'm so glad you've tuned in to this special edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. When we come back, we're getting right into our discussion of uh, the history of voters suppression and Jim Crowism. You don't want to go anywhere. You're tuned in to one of the hottest radio shows online. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. Hello, my name is Maya Nimmons and I want you to listen to my dad, Michael Nimmons, on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Every Tuesday at 8 p.m., available everywhere you listen to your podcast. And now available on the Detroit Praise Network website. You better listen to that little girl. The Thinking Out Loud radio show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you. Stephanie D. Sanders, award-winning singer, songwriter, author, voiceover artist, and more. Heard on shows like the Time Join the Morning Show and the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Book Stephanie D. Sanders to voice over your podcast or radio intros or commercials. Do yourself a favor and visit stephaniedsanders.com and upgrade your podcast or radio show by booking Stephanie D. Sanders. You'll definitely be glad that you did. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Jamel Hill, and you're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with my man, Michael Nimitz. Stay locked. The Thinking Out Loud radio show giving voice to issues that matter to you. Who told you that you were naked? Who told you that you were insufficient? Who told you that you were a loser? Who told you that you were a failure? Who told you that you were deficient? Who told you that you were nothing? Who told you that you were worthless? Who told you that you had no value? Who told you that you were you to believe? Who told you that you were naked? It's a dynamic, empowering, and inspiring book about identity that is a definite must-have. 
Pastor Nimmons talks about an identity crisis that dates as far back as the Garden of Eden. You don't want to miss these powerful insights into not just the problem of this identity crisis, but the discovery of the spiritual solution. Get your copy now, available on Amazon for just $14.95 or by visiting michaelnemons.com. Like a victim when you are already victorious. If you believe in social justice, if you believe that black lives matter, if you believe that voting will bring about a change in November, if you believe that Jesus Christ is king, then you need to be listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. I'm radio host Michael Nemens, and if all of your answers are yes, then you need to join me Tuesdays at 8 p.m. on the Thinking Out Loud radio show, available everywhere you listen to your podcast, including michaelnemons.com. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. everyone, this is jazz saxophonist Jasmine Jen, and you're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with your host, Michael Nimmons. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Selma to Montgomery. We're marching today to dramatize to the nation, dramatize to the world, that hundreds and thousands of Negro citizens of Alabama, but particularly here in the Blackville area, denied the right to vote. I was wearing a backpack before it became fashionable to wear backpacks. I thought I was going to get arrested and go to jail, so in this backpack, I wanted to have something to eat. I had one apple and one orange. I had two books. A toothpaste and a toothbrush. But we understood while we were walking through the streets of Selma that the sheriff of Selma and Dallas County had requested that all white men over the age of 21 to come down to the courthouse that Saturday night to be deputized to become part of his posse. We just kept walking. We come to the highest point on the Edmund Pettus Bridge. Down below, we see a sea of blue, Alabama State Troopers. We saw all of this water down below in the Alabama River. Jose Williams said to me, John, can you swim? I said, no, Jose, what about you? He said, a little. I said, well, there's too much water in this river for us to jump. We must go straight ahead. A man by the name of John Cloud identified himself and said, I'm Major John Cloud of the Alabama State Troopers. He's detrimental to your safety to continue this march, and I'm saying that this is an unlawful march. It will not be allowed to continue. You are ordered to disperse, go home, or go to your church. Disperse and return to your homes or to your church. I said, Major, may I have a word? He said, there will be no word. You saw these men putting on their gas masks. He said, troopers advance. Troopers here, advance. 
they came toward us. Beating us with nightsticks. Tramping us with horses. Releasing tear gas. the first person to be hit. I was hit in the head by a state trooper with a nightstick. I thought I saw death. I thought I was going to down that bridge. I thought it was my last nonviolent protest. And all these many years later, I don't recall how I made it back across that bridge to the church. I do recall being in the church they asked me to say something to the audience. Now I stood up and said something like, I don't understand it. Now President Johnson can send troops to Vietnam. And can I send troops to Selma, Alabama to protect people who only desires to register? Guys, we are back, and as I said before the break, this is the Georgia On My Mind edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show, and uh, we're going to be talking about uh, what is happening in the state of Georgia uh, all throughout tonight's show, and in this segment, we're going to be talking about the history of voter suppression. This is not something new. This is not something that's brand new to any of us. Uh, this is uh, something that we are should be very, very familiar with. In fact, when you look throughout the history of our country, uh, back in the 1960s to be more specific, uh, you can see where voter suppression was the weapon that white America used to keep black Americans out of the voting booths of this country. Uh, Bloody Sunday is an event that took place, a march that took place, that ultimately sparked um, and led uh, to the passage of the Voting Rights Act of 1965. For those that don't know, uh, the the, uh, Bloody Sunday was uh, the uh, march across, the first march across the Edmund Pettus Bridge in Selma, Alabama that was led by uh, the uh, former SNCC uh, organizer and former Congressman John Lewis who passed away just a few years ago and uh, this march was a very small march that uh, their endeavor was to uh, march across the Edmund Pettus Bridge uh, to raise awareness and consciousness regarding uh, this uh, uh, vote Voting, uh, regarding uh, black Americans uh, lack of their right to vote and to raise awareness and consciousness surrounding uh, their inability to vote and um, these individuals endeavored to march across the Edmund Pettus Bridge in Selma, Alabama but things took a for the worse and uh, there were individuals that were beaten and brutalized including former congressman John Lewis who they said was kicked to the ground uh, and beat 
beaten and kicked in the head, uh, brutalized. Many were killed as a result of what took place. And there was so much blood and so much violence uh, on that day in um, in March that um, this particular uh, event was televised and uh, broadcast across the country. And people around the country saw what happened to those black citizens that were just trying to exercise their uh, right to protest, their right to demonstrate, and to exercise their uh, their citizenship rights. And um, unfortunately, that's what happened. And Bloody Sunday actually caught the attention of the national conscious, which was uh, one of the tools of the movement that Dr. King was um, uh, was great at orchestrating, making sure that whatever was done was photographed, was uh, recorded uh, for television so that those across the country could see how black men and women in the South were being brutalized and beaten because of uh, their uh, uh, their their struggle for justice and equality. Um, so March the 7th, 1965 was the first march uh, that took place. And then just two days later, uh, Dr. King decided to march again and attempt to cross the Edmund Pettus Bridge. Uh, but the state troopers from Alabama were uh, positioned blocking those uh, marchers at that time but the second time uh, they decided the, the, the state troopers decided to step aside and what appeared to be a gesture of goodwill uh, to let those marchers uh, go across but Dr. King viewed this as a trap and a setup and decided to turn the marchers around and he did not uh, pursue across the Edmund Pettus Bridge because he did not want a repeat of Bloody Sunday that happened two days prior but that was not the end of their uh, pursuit of justice that was not the end of their pursuit or endeavor to cross the Edmund Pettus Bridge they did uh, do so again on March the 21st which was their third attempt at trying to cross the Edmund Pettus Bridge with Governor Wallace refusing to protect the marchers President Johnson committed to doing so and the third march started on March the 21st protected by 1900 members of the Alabama National Guard under federal command and many FBI agents and federal marshals the marchers averaged 10 miles a day along US Route 60 known in Alabama as the Jefferson Davis Highway and the marchers arrived in Montgomery on March the 24th and at the Alabama State Capitol on March 25th where Dr. King gave his famous uh, address how long not long talking about uh, his dedication and commitment and uh, and the the movement's commitment to uh, achieving voting rights for black America and Thousands joined in the campaign. I believe it was somewhere around 25,000 people entered the Capitol 
that capital city in support of voting rights. And so that is just a brief history of uh, what took place um, those three marches across the Selman, the, the, the Edmund Pettus Bridge in Selma, Alabama, and the Voting Rights Act was signed into law, a landmark piece of federal legislation uh, that was signed into law on August the 7th, 1965. Uh, it took some time, but President Lyndon Baines Johnson uh, decided that enough was enough and that it was time uh, to pass federal legislation that gave black people the right to vote. And it was a very significant piece of legislation. In fact, according to the U.S. Department of Justice, this, this act is considered the most effective piece of federal civil rights legislation ever enacted in the country. And it is credited to the men and women of the civil rights movement, including the iconic leader, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And, you know, someone once said that those that do not know their history are doomed to repeat it. And I thought it was very important for we, uh, as we discuss voter suppression 2.0, that we talk about the history of voter suppression. I posted on my um, uh, Facebook and Twitter account and Instagram a couple days ago when all of this came out that the powers that be have shown us by uh, the signing of this racist and discriminatory legislation that the real power lies in the voting booths of the country. That is where the real power lies. It's not in uh, it's not it's not in the superficial material things that we're trying to acquire and to uh, uh, to to pursue, but uh, real power. And this is what they're showing us uh, is in the voting booths of our country, where we have the ability to decide who is going to represent us, who is going to uh, be our leaders, who are those who are going to be our elected officials. And what they have sh- are showing us by uh, the, 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 this type of legislation, they're showing us where the real power of this country lies. So let's take note of that, guys. I think it's very, very significant, very important that we talk about what is going on. Uh, And again, I thought it was important that we spend some time talking about the events that are taking place in the state of Georgia. Again, this is nothing new. This is nothing new. We have seen all of this before. In fact, uh, back in June of 2015, uh, the Voting Rights Act, uh, a, a key part of this legislation was overturned by the Supreme Court. And you're probably asking, why was that legislation overturned? Well, It was overturned because, uh, according to John Roberts, the uh, chief justice, uh, he says, our country has changed. While any racial discrimination in voting is too much, 
Congress must ensure that the legislation it passes to remedy that problem speaks to current conditions. Uh, Citing uh, the election of the first African-American president in President Barack Obama as evidence that the country uh, is different than it was 50 years ago when this legislation was first passed and signed by President Lyndon Baines Johnson. What Charles Roberts was saying in essence was that we don't live under that kind of uh, oppression any longer. And uh, the emphasis in his statement is on the current condition. So he's saying that black people are not being oppressed any longer and black people have the freedom to vote so we no longer need um, the critical this critical piece which was uh, the state's Prior to this over them uh, Supreme Court overturning this legislation, the states had to notify or, uh, the federal government when any changes were made to their election laws. But this this change in this Voting Rights Act that uh, Supreme, the Supreme Court ultimately overturned um, basically gave states the ability to uh, change their voting legislation without prior federal approval. So states can make changes to their uh, election laws and they don't have to let the federal government know. They don't have to. There's no federal oversight in it whatsoever. And that is why this is so important what is happening now because states like Georgia, states like Texas are changing their election laws and because the federal government no longer has any oversight in change in the changes that these states are making they can make these changes uh without any federal uh, say so without any federal intervention whatsoever that is why we're calling for uh national federal legislation uh when it comes to voting rights because uh if that if that was in place then the state of georgia would not be able to change their election laws the way they have and for them to be uh as racist and discriminatory as they are right now that's why it's so very important that uh there needs to be federal legislation when it comes to uh, the elections that take place across the country. There needs to be federal legislation that requires the states to um, to have a standard, a threshold when it comes to their election laws. And so we are calling for national legislation. Congress definitely needs to act. We're going to be talking more about this, especially in the third segment of tonight's show when we talk about where do we go from here? What are our next steps? So guys, I hope uh, that you're with us. I hope and I pray that you understand what we're talking about and you are in agreement that uh, what's happening in Georgia is just uh, a snapshot of what could happen around the country. That is why we decided to do 
this show on tonight. When we come back, guys, we're going to get more into our discussion about uh, the events that are taking place in the state of Georgia. More specifically, we're going to be talking about voter suppression 2.0 and Jim Crowism. So, guys, you don't want to go anywhere. You're tuned in to one of the hottest radio shows online. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with Pastor Michael Nimmons. Don't you dare touch that dial. This is Sydney Canty, news reporter for 21 News in Youngstown, Ohio, and you are tuned into the Thinking Out Loud radio show with Pastor Mike Nimitz. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Check out Demiri Graphics. Need flyers, business cards, t-shirts, or website for your business? Then check out Demiri Graphics. The people at Demiri Graphics will get you right for your next business venture. They're professional, creative, courteous, and they get the job done right every time. Check out the team at Demiri Graphics. Give them a call today at 734-219-5266. Demiree Graphics, bringing your imagination to life. Congratulations to Pastor Michael Nimmons for over 20,000 streams and downloads. Rate, review, and subscribe to the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Radio.com, and MichaelNimmons.com. Tune in today. The Thinking Out Loud radio show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you. Minnesota to London, England, from New Zealand to New York City. Black Lives Matter and I Can't Breathe are the sentiment of people around the world. Dr. King was right. Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. We must do everything we can to continue to march, protest, and rally for justice. Let us march on until victory is won. An important message from the Thinking Out Loud radio show.
Thinking Out Loud swag is here. T-shirts, polos, hoodies, letterman's jackets, and even face masks. All priced affordably and in a variety of colors and sizes. Just visit michaelnimmons.com to purchase your favorite Thinking Out Loud radio show swag. Get yours today and rep the show out loud. Kemp was talking about 202. State Representative Park Cannon was outside the governor's ceremonial office. Cannon is a Democrat representing East Atlanta, knocking on the office door during the governor's live address. Video shows state troopers arresting her, taking her out of the Capitol. The governor cut short his live comments during the commotion. Tonight, the state patrol says they warned Representative Cannon she was creating a disturbance and to stop knocking on the door. They say she faces two charges, obstruction of law and enforcement and disrupting general assembly. Today is a very sad day for the state of Georgia. I am Park Cannon's pastor. I know her. She's a very intelligent woman and a very dignified and committed public servant. What we have witnessed today is a desperate attempt to lock out and squeeze the people out of their own democracy. And in this effort, in this case, they're literally being locked down. The people are being locked down and locked out of their own democracy. But this effort to silence the voices of Georgians who stood up in a historic election in November and January will not stand. So we stand with the people of Georgia. The goal of voter suppression is to so demoralize the electorate that people don't even bother to try. But that will not happen. We are going to take this fight to give the people their voices back. From the Red Hill Clay, from the Red Clay Hills of Georgia, all the way back, all the way to the United States Senate. We're not going to let them take this back. And so we're grateful for those who are here in support of Representative Cannon. She is an outstanding public servant. We're praying for her. We're praying for her family. We are praying also for Georgia for the soul of our democracy. We are witnessing right now a kind of wrestling in the soul of Georgia. Will we go forward or will we go backwards? We will not allow a few politicians in their craving, lust of power to take us back. The democracy doesn't belong to the politicians, it belongs to the people. Senator, please succinctly, what makes this bill so unjust? Oh, this bill is outrageous. First of all, by the admission of Georgia's own Secretary of State, uh, there was no widespread fraud in this election. So they're trying to fix something that's not even broken. We are back, and uh, you're tuned in to a special edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We're calling it Georgia On My Mind. I'm telling you guys, Georgia has been on my mind ever since 
the signing of this very racist and discriminatory voter legislation that was signed by uh, Governor Brian Kemp and the Republicans uh, in the state of Georgia. Uh, there are images that are being circulated across the web that show these white men in the governor's office. Uh, the governor is seated under a very historic, famous uh, uh, southern plantation and these men standing there smiling while he is signing this very discriminatory voter uh, legislation that we're calling voter suppression 2.0. Now we just could not sit idly by and not let our voices heard. This is why this platform, the Thinking Out Loud radio show, we feel is so very important because we get an opportunity to express our views and our um, thoughts about what is happening in this country. And uh, I hope that uh, uh, you are um, tuned in, of course, to tonight's show. I appreciate you taking a few minutes to listen to us talk about what's happening in the state of Georgia. You're probably wondering, well, what is that? What does this have to do with me? Again, as I said earlier, I believe that what affects one directly affects us all indirectly. What's happening in the state of Georgia could very well happen anywhere in this country and that is why we're calling for national legislation from the federal government Congress needs to act there needs to be federal legislation that needs to uh, put a threshold uh, on uh, the election laws that uh, are put forth uh, for voters uh, across the country, particularly those of color, uh, the black and brown individuals that are citizens of this country that have been displaced and that have been discriminated and historically segregated uh, throughout this country's history. And I just, I really believe that legis- national legislation is what is going to going to be necessary in order for us to uh, ensure that there are free and fair elections for all American citizens. And as I said before the break, as we talked about uh, in the first segment, the history of voter suppression, this not being something that is new to any of us. Uh, we're very familiar with uh, what has happened. Even those of us that may not have lived through the civil rights movement, we've seen uh, movies, we've seen documentaries, we've heard stories, we have relatives, family members that have uh, marched and have gone through uh, those very experiences that we're talking about on tonight and that is why it is so very important again that if you don't know your history you are doomed to repeat it so we wanted to make sure we share the history of voter suppression as a way for you to better understand what is going on in the state of Georgia even right now and uh, as we talk about uh, some of the key points of this new legislation that was signed by Governor Brian Kemp, uh, some of the key points of it, uh, one of which is criminalizing line warming or passing out water and food to voters standing in line. This is ridiculous. How in the world can you criminalize line warming? There are extremely long lines when people are going to vote and of course because of the weather and the heat in the state of Georgia and many of the cities and the counties there where you have long 
along lines, uh, why is it criminal uh, to 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 have uh, to, to to have line warming uh, stations set up where individuals can uh, you know be refreshed, where where they can be given water and food and other uh, resources so that they can ex- simply exercise their right to vote and to criminalize this I think is unconscionable um, that is one of the key points of this new legislation it also states the new law allows for unlimited challenges by fringe organizations a tactic that has been used to racially profile voters uh, again uh, we've heard this discussed uh, during the presidential election and even during the senate runoffs where uh, these organizations are there to uh, contest voters uh, to intimidate voters um, but here it allows for an unlimited uh, challenges uh, by these fringe organizations uh, only to intimidate intimidating American citizens that are simply trying to exercise their right to vote. We also note that as a part of this new law, restrictions on mail-in voting is a part of it. Voters will be required to provide uh, a driver's license or state ID number or a photocopy of their driver's license in order to cast a mail-in ballot. So uh, you can read between the lines there uh, when you're mailing in a ballot if you don't have proper identification, if you don't have a state ID number or a photocopy of your driver's license, then your ballot may not be uh, counted. So, again, they're trying to really find ways to uh, invalidate ballots that are mailed in. Of course, we knew we, we know all about what, what took place back in during the presidential election and the Senate runoffs where uh, politicians like former President Trump was really trying to uh, discredit uh, mail-in ballots and absentee ballots that have been used historically uh, during elections. And uh, the volume of uh, absentee ballots and mail-in ballots increased because of the pandemic. We all know that there had to be some kind of way where people uh, could um, mail in their ballots instead of going to the polls because of the coronavirus and the and COVID. COVID-19. But instead, uh, these politicians, again, trying to um, put fear in the minds of voters, uh, saying that the mail-in ballots could possibly be manipulated or tossed out or they would not be counted, um, you know, doing things like that, again, to put distrust in the minds of Americans when, in fact, uh, absentee ballots and mail-in ballots have been used historically in elections in the past. Again, the volume increased because of the pandemic. Uh, another feature of this or key point of this legislation, it bans third party groups from sending absentee ballots to voters. Again, we also know that, uh, you know, there are groups that were sending absentee ballots out to uh, senior citizens and those that are convalescing, those that could not uh, get a ballot, uh, pick up a ballot directly from their election offices or the city clerk's office in their local municipality. 
reality you had third party groups that were sending those absentee ballots out to those that they knew were convalescing and those in senior citizen homes and those that may have been incarcerated or in um, in 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 uh, were not able rather to get to those places where they could pick up a ballot themselves uh, so now they are banning these groups from sending absentee ballots out to those voters. Another key point is it ends the use of portable voting sites like mobile buses. I understand that mobile buses were used in in the state of Georgia during the presidential election and the Senate runoff uh, for, again, voters uh, who were not able to get or did not have transportation to get to polling locations and precincts to cast their ballots. So it was just another way to make voting more accessible for citizens in the state of Georgia, but now this is considered uh, illegal. The new law strips the Secretary of State, Georgia's top election official of his seat and his role as chair of the state election board and endows the state legislature with the power to fill three of uh, that board's five seats, essentially giving the legislature control over the certification of elections and voting rules in the state. Again, this is another Republican tactic to try to manipulate uh, the votes in the state of Georgia. Uh, it's a heavy, you know, um, it, it, you have to be able to, to to read between the lines here. Republicans are good at uh, trying to, uh, 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 you know, take advantage of of things, and this is another way because they have, you know, they, a Republican governor, Republican controlled uh, state house at this particular time. They're trying to wait the laws in their favor in their favor because they know that uh, you know voter uh, th- that the state has gone blue the state has gone blue both in the presidential election and in the Senate runoff and so they're really trying their best to make sure that what happened back in November and what happened in January does not happen again and last but definitely not least the new law also empowers the state election board to suspend or replace local election officials and delay certification making it potentially easier for them to meddle with the election results and I wonder why would they want to do that why would they want to suspend or replace local election officials and delay the certification I wonder why would they want to do that if it harkens back to the presidential election where Donald Trump was calling the governor and the secretary of state to try to get more votes and uh, to take votes away from uh, Joe Biden in his favor uh, to flip uh, Georgia uh, uh, black back red again. But these tactics will not work. I know that the uh, citizens of the state of Georgia are smarter than this and they will not uh, fall for the okie doke so to speak. But these are some of the key points of this legislation that Governor Brian Kemp and Republicans are trying to say they put in place to prevent election fraud, to correct the errors that um, the last presidential election and the Senate race 
uh, the Senate runoff produced. But again, we see that, uh, and we saw rather, that these cases that were brought forth in courts around the country had no merit whatsoever. There was no widespread election fraud that was uh, that that any of the courts identified. So all of these cases were thrown out, dismissed, all the way up to the Supreme Court. Even those justices in the Supreme Court, as well as Trump's own um, attorney general, uh, uh, had to confess that there was no widespread voter fraud in the presidential election or the Senate runoff. So there you have it. This is all being done uh, for the benefit of the Republican Party. And it's racist and discriminatory legislation and something definitely needs to be done about it. We also see where I'm sure you all are aware of this, where uh, State Representative Park Cannon was arrested arrested for simply knocking on the door of Governor Brian Kemp's office during uh, the signing of this legislation. She is a public servant. She is a state legislator and had every right to be in the room with the governor even though she did not agree with the uh, the legislation that was being passed she wanted to for the sake of transparency and for the sake of the people she served to be in the room so that she could see and those Georgians that she represented could see what was going on but uh, she was arrested and charged with two felonies and according to CNN um, uh, could face up to eight years in prison because of her arrest. According to CNN, uh, the attorney for Georgia State Representative Park Cannon vowed that the Democrat will contest the charges she faces after being arrested Thursday for knocking on Georgia Governor Brian Kemp's office door while he signed a sweeping election bill into law. He indicated again she's facing up to eight years in prison. And uh, he said, uh, went on to say that we're planning on having conversations with the district attorney, hopefully to convince her to dismiss the charges. But if not, we're going to take this case all the way to jury trial and convince the jury that she did not violate any code section of the Georgia Code and that she should not have been arrested. Again, this is... um, just uh, appalling to know that a state legislature, a state legislator uh, in Park Cannon was arrested for simply knocking on the door of Governor Brian Kemp. I saw the day where he made a statement saying that uh, she was arrested because she kicked and punched one of the state troopers. Uh, and the, the attorney said there is no evidence of her um, doing any of the any of those things. And that is not the reason that she was arrested. So uh, this is what we're faced with, guys. This is the kind of uh, chicanery and this is the kind of political games that are being played uh, in the state of Georgia. And again, I said, what affects one directly affects us all 
indirectly. And that is why uh, we wanted to do this show on uh, on today, because Georgia is definitely on my mind. Um our, our thoughts go out to uh, State Representative Park Cannon, and when you juxtapose uh, what happened to her uh, to the insurrectionists and the thugs that uh, stormed the Capitol in January uh, and, and 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 paraded through the Capitol uh, hallways with Confederate flags and with weapons and guns and all kinds of other paraphernalia. Uh, and those individuals were escorted out of the building into buses only to leave Washington. Uh, and after and an investigation is now ensued where those individuals are being held accountable for what they did there. And this woman was simply was arrested for simply knocking on the door of the governor in the state of Georgia. This is uh, discriminatory. This is uh, where we are as as Lecrae said this is America and it's incredible it is unbelievable this is uh, the evidence and the proof of where we are today and that is why again we're calling for national election legislation national voting legislation to come from Congress uh, right now I think the for the people legis- uh, legislation is being held up in the Senate we're going to talk more about this legislation in the next segment but the for the people legislation is um, was passed in Congress and is now waiting to be passed in the Senate that will uh, eliminate these types of things happening in uh, the states across the country. So, guys, this is where we are, and this is why tonight's show was so very important. I hope you are uh, tuned in to what is happening. I hope you're woke, as they say, uh, or, or, you're, or you're being awakened from your sleep because, um, you know, this is where we are. This is what is happening uh, to us, and if we don't do something about it, if we don't speak up, then we're going to end up being left out in the cold. So, guys, I hope you're enjoying this. I hope this is an informative podcast on uh, on today. Uh, do us a favor, guys. Again, share this podcast with your friends and family and relatives. It's time for us to speak up and to continue to speak truth to power about what's going on in this country. Guys, we're going to take our next break of the night. When we come back, we're going to get into the question, where do we go from here? What are our next steps? We're going to talk about that on the other side of the break. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. Don't, 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 don't. Touch that dial. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. This is Michael Eric Dyson. And when I'm in Detroit, I listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Dropping that knowledge, giving that inspiration, giving us that enlightenment. Nobody does it like Brother Michael does it. Do your thing. Holla. Peace. Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Thinking Out Loud swag is here. T-shirts. 
polos, hoodies, letterman's jackets, and even face masks. All priced affordably and in a variety of colors and sizes. Just visit michaelnimmons.com to purchase your favorite Thinking Out Loud radio show swag. Get yours today and rep the show out loud. Award-winning journalist, Carolyn Clifford. As journalists, we just have to keep doing what we're doing day in and day out. All we can do is report the truth in a non-biased manner, and everything else will work itself out. Activist and thought leader, Marcia L. Dyson. Obviously not Nancy Pelosi, because again, because of social media, she said what she said, but that she's not going to be the ones who stopped uh, her colleagues from not only thinking out loud but talking out loud whoever they are authentically pastor and intellectual Dr. Frederick Haynes III the black church according to the uh, brilliant author and historian and scholar L.H. Welchel he said the black church was born as a protest movement Uh, that's the reason the black church came to be and if we're going to be honest to uh, scripture I mean the church itself uh, came out protesting it was a movement of prophetic witness uh, to you know the insurrection of the resurrection of Jesus Christ we bring you the best minds who deliver their best thoughts only on the thinking out loud radio show should be the next book you purchase written by radio host and minister Michael Nimmons Vision is an insightful thought-provoking book that is also a helpful tool in getting you to see your life through God's eyes Vision endorsed by best-selling authors Dr. Eddie Connor and Kim Brooks and mega pastor Bishop Charles H. Ellis III Vision is a life-changing book that you need in your personal library. Get your copy today. Available everywhere books are sold online or at michaelnimmons.com. Get your copy today. Vision. Stay tuned for more motivation, more inspiration, and more empowerment on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked. Joining me now, Georgia Democrat and voting rights advocate Stacey Abrams, Leader Abrams, thanks for joining us. So Republican state lawmakers in your home state, Georgia, have introduced almost two dozen bills to make it more difficult to vote. They are going to end no-excuse mail-in voting, which has been there since 2005. They're going to reduce voting on Sundays, uh, ask for stricter ID requirements, take away drop boxes. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer in D.C., he called this effort by Georgia Republicans, quote, racist, plain and simple, unquote. Do you agree? Uh, And is there any way for Democrats to stop these efforts? Well, first of all, I do absolutely agree that it's racist. It is a redux of Jim Crow uh, in a suit and tie. We know that the only thing that precipitated these changes, it's not that there was a question of security. In fact, 
the Secretary of State and the governor went to great pains to assure America that Georgia's elections were secure. And so the only connection that we can find is that more people of color voted and it changed the outcome of elections in a direction that Republicans do not like. And so instead of celebrating better access and more participation, their response to try to eliminate access to voting for primarily communities of color. And there's a direct correlation between the usage of drop boxes, the usage of in-person early voting, especially on Sundays, and the use of vote by mail, and a direct increase in the number of people of color voting. edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show and as we said before the break we felt it was so very important that we took some time uh, to talk about what is happening in the state of Georgia again what happens to one indirectly affects us all I'm sorry what affects um, what happens to one directly affects us all indirectly and we need to speak truth to power that's one reason why I'm glad to have this platform to share and to talk about what's on my mind and hopefully uh, this is on the minds of those who are listening uh, to this podcast uh, as we said before the break uh, we're talking about voter suppression 2.0 in the state of Georgia uh, Governor Brian Kemp has basically signed legislation legalizing voter suppression and we went over some of the details of this voter suppression bill that was signed and passed by the Republicans in, uh, in the state of Georgia and it is incredulous it is um, uh, it is ridiculous it is completely uh, racist and discriminatory and uh, I think unconstitutional uh, in this segment we're going to address the question where do we go from here we talked about the history of voter suppression again we know this is not something that is new this is not something that uh, was just dreamed up yesterday but blacks have been oppressed for years for centuries uh, with Jim Crow with uh, racist and discriminatory policies and laws um, the Voting Rights Act of 1965 came about through uh, blood, sweat and tears literally uh, by the men and women of the Civil Rights Movement and they got us to where we are today the Voting Rights Act of 1965 uh, a critical piece of that was overturned in 2015 uh, using uh, the election of President Barack Obama as evidence that our, sta- uh, that our nation has changed and giving states the benefit of the doubt that blacks no longer live or uh, uh, live under the oppression of uh, Jim Crowism, and uh, and and this this nation is no longer the racist uh, country uh, that it once was. Uh, but uh, we've we have, have grown to see uh, that that was just a facade, um, and especially coming out of the four years of the former administration, and now we're in a new administration. We definitely see uh, that. Uh, our country has still much work to do. And so in this segment, we want to ask the question, where do we go from here? 
know we're upset about this legislation. We're upset about uh, what is happening in the state of Georgia and, quite frankly, in other states as well, Texas being one of them. Uh, but uh, we have to be able to do something. And that is the question that is on the minds of millions of people, uh, not just in the state of Georgia, but again around the country that are looking at this, wondering where do we go from here? The first thing I say is we need to begin supporting voter, voting rights groups like Fair Fight and Black Voters Matter uh, founders uh, Stacey Abrams and Latasha Brown, two great women that are doing great things uh, when it comes to voting rights for African Americans. And uh, and and they, I, I just can't say enough about uh, their contributions to uh, the movement. Stacey Abrams in particular because, you know, the work that she did during the presidential election of last year and the Senate runoff has put her in a very... Um, uh, very key position now uh, nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize because of the work that she's doing, the blood, sweat, and tears that she's put into uh, the campaign for uh, voting rights. And she is uh, uh, just doing a phenomenal job. And of course, Latasha Brown being another one, co-founder of Black Voters Matter. Uh, these women are all over CNN and M. MSNBC and um, everywhere uh, this these things are being discussed and talked about. Uh, they're in they're on social media. Uh, they are out in the streets, uh, knocking on doors, marching. They are out with millions and well, hundreds of thousands of supporters. Uh, they have, I would say, even millions of people behind them uh, supporting this cause and supporting voting rights groups like Fair Fight and Black Voters Matter, I think should be uh, one of the top things on our list of priorities. You can go to fairfight.com or blackvotersmatterfund.org to get information on how you can get involved in these organizations, worthwhile organizations. We're celebrating Women's History Month, and these two women are just two of many that are doing some phenomenal things when it comes to voting rights. Another, I uh, want to give shouts out to Senator and Reverend Warnock uh, of um, uh, the state of Georgia, who just recently won the Senate runoff there, who is, um, again, a vocal supporter of both of these women, and doing uh, a, a great job in his position as senator for the state of Georgia. Of course, um, we know what he is up against, and um, we are behind uh, these individuals 200% because we know what they are going through. But, uh, again, supporting these organizations, I think, should be at the top of our list of priorities. Also, you need to email your congressmen uh, and, woman, and women. Uh, make sure they know who you are. Email them. Reach out to them. Call their offices and let them know uh, what your thoughts are, that you do not like this legislation and you don't want this replicated in your state. You don't want it replicated in your city your township, your county. You do not want 
that to happen uh, in your locality. So that is another thing that we need to do. We may need to engage our elected officials. I posted on social media uh, about a week or so ago that I did send uh, my congresswoman, Brenda Lawrence, an email about uh, the violence that took place, the mass shooting that took place in Boulder, Colorado, and have extended her an invitation to come on our show to talk about gun violence and mass shootings and um, the need for comprehensive gun legislation. I, I plan to send her another email about uh, what is going on in the state of Georgia as well, because, again, what happens to one directly affects us all indirectly. And when we are silent about these things, then we are in some ways complicit uh, uh, in uh, what is happening as well. And we don't want to be complicit in any of this. We want to make our voices heard. I also think it's going to take marches and protests that um, uh, to make sh- to, to bring attention to uh, what is happening uh, in the state of Georgia and in other states regarding this this type of um, racist and discriminatory legislation. Uh, it's time for us to do the grunt work and roll up our sleeves uh, in order for this type of thing to be effective and to really draw attention. Uh, uh, to it and to get Congress's attention, the politicians that uh, are needed in order to um, create the kind of legislation that is needed so that uh, you can prevent uh, states like Georgia for for creating their own election laws. So uh, we need to really make sure that we are behind these voting rights organizations, that we are emailing our congressmen and women, and that we are uh, involved in marches and protests and other demonstrations to make sure that uh, our voices are being heard. And another thing that is happening, um, just as this bill was being signed, I think hours after the bill was signed, um, a lawsuit was filed by three voting rights organizations. I think Black Voters Matter and Fair Fight uh, were, were two of the three that filed a lawsuit against the state of Georgia uh, to challenge the constitutionality of this law. And that might be the path forward as well because uh, these laws need to be uh, checked by the courts. Uh, again, we talked about how uh, the, there was no mass voter fraud, widespread voter fraud that, uh, that, that, that was uh, revealed or came about during the presidential uh, election in November and the Senate runoff. None of those things uh, came to bear uh, when those cases were brought forth to uh, the courts around the country and so this is this is uh, this is another way uh, for uh, these laws to be challenged in the courts the constitutionality of these laws to be challenged in the courts is very important that uh, you know lawsuits are filed to challenge those laws and to strike them down and of course another way that we can 
that we can get involved is uh, to use the very weapon they're trying to take away from us in order to remove those in power. Latasha Brown from Black Voters Matter tweeted out after Brian Kemp signed this controversial voting rights bill into law. She said Kemp has re-energized our campaign to get him out of office. It's time to elect a governor that cares about the voting rights of all people. So Brian Kemp's days are numbered. What he did here really was uh, galvanize this black voters uh, movement that's already growing uh, around the country, particularly in the state of Georgia. And so uh, he has uh, uh, he has put a target on his back now and uh, he's going to be running again, I believe, in the fall of 2022. And who knows uh, who's going to be uh, his uh, opponent. But I believe all point all signs point to Stacey Abrams being uh, the person that will be running against him. Uh, She uh, ran against uh, him in 2018 was not successful, but uh, she did uh, get a lion's share of those votes back in 2018. And because of what she has done thus far, uh, I think uh, Brian Kemp will definitely have his hands full uh, come 2022. Uh, Stacey Abrams is a viable candidate, uh, and I think she will do a tremendous job as governor and possibly, who, who knows, I mean, <laughs> she might run for president of the United States guys this woman is something else and uh, a force to be reckoned with and she's proven it time and time again that um that 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 the strategies and the methodologies that she's using is working and again Natasha Brown has said it that Brian Kemp has put a target on his back and we can now use those same weapons that they're trying to uh to to take away from us to get them out of office so we're going to vote them out of office when we have the opportunity guys i just wanted to take this time tonight to share this information with you i think it's so very important we understand where we stand and what our options are what we can do uh, because uh, you do have rights we do have rights we do have an opportunity to challenge the powers that be uh, yes they are making laws and they are doing things to try to uh, stack the odds in their favor but uh, we still have uh, the last say The Bible says my people perish for the lack of knowledge. So consider uh, this podcast a public service to you that are wondering what should we be doing? What uh, are our next steps? Where do we go from here? We try to outline some next steps and we plan to do some things on our end as well. Well, guys, we want to take our last break of the night. But when we come back, we're going to give you our thought of the week. We'll be right back. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. You're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with Pastor Michael Nimmons. Don't you dare touch that dial. Black to the bone, to the core. 
to the root. I am to America a very strange fruit, born from a tree nearly wilted from its traps into a world content with racial labeling and criminal profiles. I search for truths that have been withheld from books produced to tell history. And it's a mystery how they miss me or people like me when our backs were broken from building this country and our hands were calloused from sowing seeds upon which men and women would bleed and still not be free for another 300 years. I believe some mothers still cry those slaves tears cause fear and anger run deep and get passed down through generations like heirlooms. And in the air looms the stench of discrimination as this nation falls deeper into complacency, denying black beauty and black pride. Black lives really do matter. Here on the Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Thinking Out Loud swag is here. T-shirts, polos, hoodies, letterman's jackets, and even face masks. All priced affordably and in a variety of colors and sizes. Just visit michaelnimmons.com to purchase your favorite Thinking Out Loud radio show swag. Get yours today and rep the show out loud. Who told you that you were naked? Who told you that you were insufficient? Who told you that you were a loser? Who told you that you were a failure? Who told you that you were deficient? Who told you that you were nothing? Who told you that you were worthless? Who told you that you had no value? Who told you that you Who Told You That You Were Naked is a dynamic, empowering, and inspiring book about identity that is a definite must-have. Pastor Nimmons talks about an identity crisis that dates as far back as the Garden of Eden. You don't want to miss these powerful insights into not just the problem of this identity crisis, but the discovery of the spiritual solution. Get your copy now, available on Amazon for just $14.95 or by visiting michaelnemons.com. Like a victim when you are already victorious. Hey, what's cracking, Planet Earth? It's your boy, Griff, comedian, author, motivational speaker, entrepreneur, philanthropist, but a Jesus Christ lover. You understand me? And you're listening to Thinking Out Loud Radio with my homeboy, Michael Nemitz. Check him out right here. Go ahead, Mike. Give him that good, good. The Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you. It's time, 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 time,
Tonight's thought of the week is taken from an excerpt of a powerful speech that Dr. King gave back in March of 1965 after the culmination of the march across the Edmund Pettus Bridge in front of the Alabama State Capitol entitled, How Long, Not Long. Take a listen. My dear and abiding friend, Ralph Abernathy, to all of the distinguished Americans seated here on the rostrum, my friends and co-workers of the state of Alabama, and to all of the freedom-loving people who have assembled here this afternoon from all over our nation and from all over the world. Last Sunday, more than 8,000 of us started on a mighty walk from Selma, Alabama. We have walked through desolate valleys and across a trying hill. We have walked on meandering highways and rested our bodies on rocky byways. Some of our faces are burned from the outpourings of the sweltering sun. Some have literally slept in the mud. We have been drenched by the rain. Our bodies are tired. Our feet are somewhat sore. But today, as I stand before you and think back over that great march, I can say, as Sister Pollock said, a 70-year-old Negro woman who lived in this community during the bus boycott, and one day she was asked while walking if she didn't want to ride. And when she answered no, the person said, well, aren't you tired? With her ungrammatical profundity, she said, my feet is tired, but my soul is rested. That's right. And in a real sense this afternoon, we can say that our feet are tired. Yes, sir. But our souls are rested. They told us we wouldn't get here. Now with those who said that we would get here only over their dead body. Well, yes, talk, talk. Yes. All the world today knows that we are here and we are standing before the forces of power in the state of Alabama saying we ain't going to let nobody turn us around. Yes, now it is not an accident 
one of the great marches of American history should terminate in Montgomery, Alabama. Yes, sir. Just 10 years ago in this very city, a new philosophy was born of the Negro struggle. Montgomery was the first city in the South in which the entire Negro community united and squarely faced its age-old oppressors. Yes, sir. Out of its struggle, more than bus segregation was won. A new idea, more powerful than guns or clubs, was born. Negroes took it and carried it across the South in epic battle that electrified the nation and the world. Yet strangely, the climatic conflicts always were fought and won on Alabama soil. After Montgomery's heroic confrontations loomed up in Mississippi, Arkansas, Georgia, and elsewhere. But not until the Colossus of Segregation was challenged in Birmingham did the conscience of America begin to bleed. White America was profoundly aroused by Birmingham because it witnessed a whole community of Negroes facing terror and brutality with majestic scorn and heroic courage. I know you're asking today, how long will it take? Somebody's asking, how long will prejudice blind the visions of men? I come to say to you this afternoon, however difficult the moment, yes, sir. however frustrating the hour, it will not be long. Because truth crushers will rise again. How long, not long. Because no lie can live forever. How long, not long. Because you shall reap what you sow. How long, not long. Truth forever on the scaffold, wrong forever on the throne. Yes, that scaffold sways the future. Behind the dim unknown standeth God within the shadow, keeping watch above his own. How long? Not long. Because the arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends towards justice. How long? Not long. Because mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. He's trampling out the village where the grapes of wrath are stored. Yes, sir. He's loosed the faithful lightning of his terrible swift sword. His truth is marching on. He has sounded forth the trumpet that shall never call retreat. He is tipping out the hearts of men before his judgment seat. Oh, be swift, my soul, to answer him. Be jubilant, my feet. Our God is marching on. Glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah.
you guys enjoyed tonight's show. We want to thank you for tuning in to the Georgia On My Mind edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And just let me say this. I, again, appreciate this platform so much because it gives us the opportunity to talk about those things that are happening around us. Uh, there's um, much that can be said about uh, what's happening in Georgia, and I could not sit idly by and just watch as these events took place when, without making some kind of contribution uh, to the discussion that is happening around the country. So that's why I'm so glad to have the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast and you as the listeners of our podcast. We we truly, truly appreciate each and every one of you that take time out of your day, your weekly schedule to spend an hour or so with us on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Your support is greatly appreciated. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Your support helps us to increase our exposure across the world wide web. Remember to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at TOL Radio Host MSN. Drop us a line at contact at michaelnimmons.com. Guys, we would love to hear from you. We appreciate your feedback. We appreciate you listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Also, remember, we're going live on Instagram at 930 to talk more about what is happening in the state of Georgia. Georgia is on my mind. I hope it's on your mind as well. Again, what happens to one directly happens to all of us indirectly. Dr. King said we are all tied up in a single garment of destiny. And again, uh, we have to think about our brothers and our sisters. John Don, the poet, said uh, no man is an island entire of himself. Every man is a part of the continent, a part of the main. If a man dies, it diminishes me for I am involved with mankind. Therefore, never send to know for whom the bell tolls, it tolls for thee. So guys, I just hope that we now have a better understanding of what's happening around us and how we can get involved. Be sure to tune in next week. Our guest is going to be DJ I Rock Jesus. That's right, guys. Uh, he's going to be on sharing his ministry and his music. He's got a Thinking Out Loud radio show mix for us on next week. Plus, we're doing Club CHH live on Instagram for the after show at 930. It's going to be a show you don't want to miss. So, guys, be sure to tune in to the podcast on next week. Well, I'm getting ready to get out of here. I'll see you at 9.30 for the after show on Instagram. But always remember, if you think it, you can believe it. If you can believe it, you can see it. If you can see it, you can be it. If you can be it, you can achieve it. The power rests within you. The mind is the most powerful muscle in your body. Use what you got to get what you want. The power is in you. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thanks for listening. Thank you for tuning in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. To get more info about the show and the ministry, visit michaelnemons.com. Want to book radio host Michael Nemons for your next special event? Send an email to contact at michaelnemons.com. 
Tune in every Tuesday at 8 p.m. for the Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you.